Oh, the behind the scenes stuff that goes on here at the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast. Chris always gets me saying something. He's already hit record, but today I was smarter than him. That's true. Which is the only time in the history of the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast. Uh, welcome to that. our humble little podcast of songs that we think might be the greatest song you never heard. And uh, I am Phil Anderson, and across from me is Chris Cochran. Chris, we, we are together once again. We are, we are. What people don't understand is there's a real life that happens in between episodes and recordings yeah. and all that other stuff. And lots has happened. Uh, that was not in proper English, proper English, but uh, lots <laughs> has happened. Lo- a lot has happened. That's easier for you to say. It is, it is. So uh, between the last time we sat down, um, last I, when we sat down, we knew Russell Wilson was going to be a Seahawk. I yes. mean, you heard from Pete Carroll and John Schneider. Oh, He's yes. not going anywhere. Russell Wilson says, I am going to end my career here in Seattle. Yep. And Major League Baseball was really, it's, it was realistic. It wasn't even going to be a season. Yes. I mean, at least half the season was going to be gone. And one thing is for sure. And it's neither of those two. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So we sit here drinking a, uh, a, a Petrus Red. Petrus Red, yeah. Yeah. Petrus uh, is a very famous uh, Belgian brewery. Uh, and the, So can I, let's address something really quick before we go into this. Is this the elephant in the room? It is. Okay. Because I've been listening to our episodes as I post them, and I've noticed that I say, ah, uh, a lot. <laughs> and so I'm, my, I'm conscious of that. So those okay. of you listening who are, it drives you nuts, I'm conscious, I'm trying, it, it doesn't stop. Just because you recognize it, but I'm calling it out now on the air because I want to make sure someone else knows I know that I'm trying. It's the Chris Cochran accountability model. Well, you know, so part of the problem is uh, my brain works too fast. My wife will tell you this. My brain works way too fast for my uh, mouth. And so when I'm thinking about things and when I'm talking, I my head is already 10 two, steps two ahead subjects, of me. Yeah. 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 So that's why it happens from time to time. And I'm trying to not do it. So. Well, that's good. I myself hear myself saying um a lot. Ah. So between the two of us, we'll, maybe I'll start saying ah, and mm-hmm. you can start saying um. Maybe, maybe. Or we'll just have to go to Toastmasters and, and get all the screws worked out So here. before we get into today's song, can I hijack the show for a second? Hijack it. Okay. Uh, we, I just got back. Oh, there I go again. I just got back from uh, Sweden uh, <laughs> a couple weeks keeping, ago. Keeping score every time. You should. You'd make if we, if we had a quarter jar, we'd be rich. <laughs> I got back from Sweden a couple weeks ago, and while I was there... I, I was thinking about some things about uh, your relationship, my relationship, our relationship. Before I left, you actually had sent me a text message. And you said to me, do you have any 45s? I did. And I said, no, I don't have any 45s. And you said, I said, why do you need one? And you never replied. So I never heard anything else oh, about it. I Which don't. is fine. Don't, I can reply right now. I'm and, so sorry. And then sorry. you showed up today with this very cool contraption. I think I mentioned that though, didn't I? No. Oh, I didn't. No. Oh. So you showed up today with this very cool contraption. Tell everybody what it was, and then I'm gonna. It's a it's a portable 45, and for you kids at home, anybody under you know what 50, 45, all you kids at home that uh, 45 LP. Right. Actually, I have a shirt. You know those little plastic things you used to stick in the forty yes. fives? Yes. I have a shirt with a big. Oh, that's cool. It's so cool. And I, we were, I was out of country just last week. Hmm. We we're down in California, and uh, <laughs> I went in to pick up something at a restaurant, and wearing the shirt, I wear the shirt with such pride. Yeah. And this guy came up that worked there and said, 
nobody in this restaurant knows what that is <laughs> <laughs> like you and I do. So it's amazing. Um, 45, uh, 45 is the RPM and it is this little portable 45 that played on batteries. It's like the size of a paperback book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and or so the smallest Kindle for those of you kids you listening. <laughs> oh, I can, I can relate with the Kindle, but not the book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you take the lid off, put the 45 in, turn it on, but I can't get the amplifier to work on it. Mm, the speaker. Mm, yeah, yeah. So but you can still hear it because a needle does drop. Well, so. Phil, I brought you something back from Sweden. Oh, this is. That I've been waiting to give to you since you came back. It's, it's what's, a bag. It's not the bag. It's what's in the bag. Oh, it's so light. I can hardly even tell that there's any. That's true. Oh, <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> oh, really? So because this is not an, a video, yes. you have no idea. It's a Billy Joel Sega by the Hollywood 45. From Sweden. From Sweden. Is yes. it in? Is he singing it? In no, he sings it. Well, I don't know. I just grabbed it. <laughs> well, we can play it on the little portable. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, Stop in Nevada. That's an old Billy Joel tune. Yep. So this is fantastic, Chris. Thank you. This You're is welcome. awesome. You're welcome. I um, couldn't find my small uh, stash of 45s. Oh. So that's why I was texting you that day because I just needed to see if this was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I went and... Yeah, we did talk about it because I said we, I, I went to a store and got it for, I just listened to it, 99 cents oh. per per record. Yeah. This is fantastic. Do I get to keep the bag? If you want it back, you can have the bag. I'll, it's safe, safe traveling. <laughs> so welcome. It's Thank good to be you. back with you That's from Sweden. That's very awesome. Uh, it was fun. I found a couple of records in Sweden. I, I picked up, um, and that wasn't an um, that was me thinking. I picked up Ringo's first, uh, second solo album. The one with photograph on it and oh, I'm God. the greatest, which by the way, I'm the, if you, I've always, I'm a huge Beatles fan. I've always avoided all of Ringo's solo stuff because it's terrible. It's that cool. album is literally every song on there is written by him and George Harrison mm. or Paul McCartney or, um, what's his name? Um, John Lennon. And I'm the greatest is one of the best songs ever. And I'm not sure I know that. I probably would know it if I heard it, but, uh, photograph love the song. Yeah. And what's the, uh, uh every time I. Um, no, it, that's photograph. There's a, another one that you got to pay your dues if you're gonna sing the blues. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It don't come easy. Yeah, love that song. I love a lot of Ringo solo stuff. Yeah, it was cool. I I don't, but I loved this album. Every song on it's great. So I picked that up, uh, and it was in perfect condition. And I also picked up. What else did I get while I was there? Oh, so this all the. And I'm only telling the story because the people who listen to this probably care about these kind of stories. So one yeah. day I'm in Sweden in Stockholm, and my wife and my daughter are going to go to this antique store in a kind of upscale area of uh, uh, neighborhood in, in downtown Stockholm. And, and so they were going to go to this place, and I'm like, ah, I don't care if I go to an antique store. So I hop on my phone, and there's a record store not too far oh, from where we're at, like four or five blocks. How cool. So I go, you guys good there. I'm going to go to this record store. And I walk into this record store, and I'm not kidding, Phil. It's probably... 20 feet by 20 feet big, it's tiny. And there are records piled like eye level high wow. throughout the whole entire. It looks like every record ever produced is in this building at the same time. They were horizontal stacked that way? Both that and in like okay. bins so you could look through them, like yeah. every configuration possible. And the dude working behind the counter has like a fake eye. He's like 135 <laughs> years old. And there's a, a young kid in there Had too. a pipe in his mouth? Uh, no. He, did, he didn't, but it's, you could tell he'd been smoking in there like for, since he opened the store. Right. And there's a young kid in there. He's probably 25, 22. And, I, and I, I'm looking around I'm like, this place is so cool. And I, and I go over. Did you take over, a picture? 
I did. Okay, I posted good. it on my Facebook page. I walk in and I think, how am I going to find anything in here? There's no way I'm going to find anything in here. So I start thumbing through. Everything is meticulously alphabetized. If wow. you go to a used record store, typically what you get is like, this is the A bin. And there's no rhyme or reason to what it is. They're just in right. the A's and they stick it in there. Every album is alphabetized by the artist. And then the artist's albums or the titles are alphabetized. Wow. It was the most amazing thing ever. That's and he amazing. knew where everything was. He goes, are you into 60s music? And I said, yeah, mostly the monkeys. And he goes, oh, oh. he goes, well, come over here. He walks over to Spain. He goes, here, these are the five monkeys albums I have. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. Wow. So I picked up um, uh, a monkeys album from 96 called Pool It, okay. which was the first one reunion album they did. I picked up um, an, an album from... Mike Nesmith called Nevada Fighter. Okay. Which is like really hard to get. So did he file that under Mike Nesmith or the, yes. uh, the Monkees? Okay. Under Nesmith. I found that one. Yeah. Uh, I picked up both of those there. And then I found a couple other albums while I was there. I think I came back with like four albums total from Sweden. But it was the coolest experience. So I said, I go, this store is so cool. And the young kid goes, yeah, this is the oldest record store in Stockholm. Wow. It was so cool. There, there was a record store much like that at the in New Village in, in Seattle. It was on University, I think. And instead of going towards the uh, the college, you would go uh, west. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of it to save my life, but I would go in there. I, I got a number of Billy Joel, very old collectibles. Wow. And I probably paid, I think I paid 60 bucks for one. Yeah. Which is not like me to do. Yeah. All the all the albums I picked up were in mint condition. Uh, the, rap, the cover for the Ringo album has wear from the record itself, but the they're right. all, I don't care about that. I'm just exactly. listening to them. They're exactly. playable. They sound amazing. So... That was really cool. That's awesome. You know, that cover photo on all those albums, on all the albums, it could be NFTs. That's true. That's very true. Um, what I got to do is learn about N- NFTs and crypto, hmm. which I'll be tapping your brain a little later okay. when the recording light is on. That sounds awesome. Should we jump into today's song? I was going to say, let's do it. All right. Today's song. In fact, I'm not going to give you any warning. I'm just going to okay. play it for you. Okay. And uh, we will just jump right in. So uh, without any further ado... I've been talking in my high sleep when I'm waking up while my tongue is tied. I've been thinking I should leave. Instead of waiting for when the time is right I pack the bags under my eyes Well, I've seen enough to know what it's like It's turning me upside down Tell me what I've done wrong now All I can do is try When everything's breaking me down Looking at the inside out Well, those rules got changed somehow Maybe it's suicide To stay here and just stick around I was able to hide every bruise on my body till now Till now Walking in my high sleep When I'm waking up Well, my legs are tired 
I've been thinking I should breathe Put the window up, get some air tonight I've been dreaming I could fly it Well, I'm free enough, but I'm still way down It's turning me upside down Tell me what I've done wrong now All I can do is try When everything's breaking me down Looking at the inside out Well, those rules got changed somehow Maybe it's suicide To stay here and just stick around I was able to hide every bruise on my body till now Till now I've been afraid to just walk out Ain't no way to stop me now I was able to hide every bruise on my body till now Oh, till now Upside down Tell me what I've done wrong now Upside down Well, those rules got changed somehow I was able to hide every bruise on my body till now Oh, till now Really well recorded, hmm. like up and down, all the way through. Okay, I, I loved the fidelity on that. Hmm. I'm going to talk about that in a second because you're going to be like, "What?" <laughs> they did it in the uh, off a of an iPhone in their garage. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, syncopated rhythms. Mm-hmm. I put that in because uh, right when you thought you got, right when you thought you got the mm-hmm. beat down, you know, mm-hmm. they would change it up. Um, I'm guessing. The name of the song is either Upside Down or All I Can Do Is Try. It is Upside Down. Okay. <clears throat> and I love the little piano licks. I knew you would. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for that. It's super simple, but mm-hmm. um, it just, I, I love the little piano. Honestly, there was piano in the whole song, mm-hmm. but it really stood out when they featured that on those, just this, these little uh, licks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I love the song. I know that there's more to it than what I got because I, you know, again, I find myself going to the music mm-hmm. production of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I uh, stop concentrating on what the words and lyrics mean. Right, right. So the funny part about this song for me is I've been listening to this song since it was released. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, yesterday or maybe the day before when I started thinking about putting the show together uh, that I, would, I knew I was going to have to send you lyrics. So I started listening to the, really listening to the lyrics. And I'm right. like, wow, there's a lot in here. Yeah. Some really creative lines yep. uh, in here as well. What I 
was going to tell you about the fidelity part is interesting is I've been listening to this song a bunch over the last uh, two weeks or so. I, while I was in Sweden is when this song popped into my I was sitting at a table having coffee with a bunch of people. And I just, I was like, that song popped in my head. It's got to be on the greatest song never heard. It was, hasn't been on my list until this. Right, and I forgot right. about it. So, and I couldn't remember. It just the, popped in your head. You didn't hear it there or anything. No. Okay. And I couldn't remember the name of this song for anything. I couldn't remember who did it. All I remembered is the upside down part I, and, and key phrases with it, but I couldn't even remember who did it. Right. Even though I've been listening to it all these years. I feel like I'm going to, I feel like I should know this band. You don't. Okay. You wouldn't know them. Because there were little parts of it. I'm like, oh, I know this. Anyway. Well, so that's the weird thing is, so I've been listening to it a bunch since I got back from Sweden. One of the places that I've been listening to it is I have an uh, an Alexa dot, the little round balls. Yeah. I have one in my bathroom. And when I'm taking a shower, I always say, hey, Alexa, play music. And I hear random music. Uh, By the way, pro tip. Have we talked about this on the show? I don't think so. If you just tell Alexa to play music and uh, your music of choice is the Apple Music Mm -hmm. app and you've plugged that in. Right. It'll play, quote unquote, your station. And it is the most fabulous mix of music ever based on what's in your library. And it gets a theme going. So sometimes it'll be like in mine. Sometimes it'll be like five minutes long rock like anthems. And sometimes it's 60s music. And it flows. So you'll get a few songs that are like 60s, maybe a few songs that are 70s. It's it's fantastic. So anyway, I I was listening to that this morning, this song. And it sounded the production when when people might not think about this, but when they when they make a song, when they do the production on an album, right, it's always geared towards what's popular at that time, right. So '60s albums, you had a lot of mono and and some stereo, but they're they're making <laughs> the albums when it went into stereo, <laughs> right. And you listen to those old songs. If you listen to like really old Beatles songs, there's a lot of jangle and like and that's because people were listening to it on tiny speakers without any bass. When you get into the late 90s and early 2000s, the bass is like pushed all the way up because, right. and loud music became popular somewhere between 1990 and 1999. So if you look at the spectrum structure of, a, of an album now, all you'll see is lines all the way to the top. Wow. Uh, because it's just maximized all the way through. There's no fidelity anymore. So as I'm listening to this song this morning, I, I was listening to a Beatles song the other day and I'm hearing bass lines on this dot that I've never heard before in these in like songs that I know really well. Right. Um, I Want You So Bad was the song. And I'm hearing because it was never made for that speaker and that speaker happens to accentuate some of those things right. because it doesn't have any bass so it's artificially inflating them. Oh, wow. This song sounded like a train song or yeah. some early 2000s. In fact, I was a little embarrassed as I was listening to it on the Echo Dot because it didn't sound like I remember hearing it in these headphones. Right. So it's fascinating that you brought up the the fidelity of it in, in the recording because I listened to it today and went, oh, it's a little dated. But it, but when you listen to it like this, it's not quite as dated as when you listen to it on the... It was never intended to be played on that speaker. But is it is it a big deal? Because you clearly have uh, knowledge of these nuances from the time, okay? And you brought it up on some of the songs that I play. It's like, this is such an 80s tune. I can tell, by the way, they tune the... Yeah, the, uh, the um, drum heads and all that. Right, stuff. exactly. <clears throat> the snare. Uh, I don't believe that's a bad thing. Uh, I know that it may be like okay in the seventies you had split level houses, and now we know how stupid that is. <laughs> um, if we had the big old hair in the eighties, now we know how stupid that is. But in music, is it is it critical those little fine nuances? I mean, I get the well. It depends on your frame of reference, right? So if uh, when I hear like really cool 
uh, synth pop techno 80s stuff. To me, that's nostalgic because I love that era. Okay. But if you hated the Britney Spears era and you hear a song from that era, and right. that, that, like if you didn't like, uh, what's the name of the band that everybody hates from Canada? A Switchfoot. Uh, not Switchfoot. Um, Nickelback. Okay. If you hate Nickelback style and there's a very specific style to their stuff and you hear something in that style, you go, eh, not so great because you were anti it at the time. Right. So I think that's part of what plays into it for me is if I didn't like a style of music then, I definitely don't like it now. Right. But I also am a big fan of a great song is a great song is a great song and yeah. can be ruined by poor production. Exactly. And so if the production becomes too stylized, it's like when you listen to uh, music from the 1920s, and I have one coming up from the 1920s we're going to play on the show. nice. Uh, that nobody thinks of as the song that it is. I may have one from 1925 today. Who knows? Oh, maybe. I mean, not today. Oh. Coming up. Okay. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you listen to those songs, you hear a lot of, um, from the 20s specifically, I'm going to sing like this off the top right, of my lungs. Right, exactly. Because, specifically because that's the way the speakers were. But then you get a lot of melodramatic. And, it, right. and it, the song itself can be great, but because the stylization of, of it, it loses some of its oh, luster. I get that. I get that. I, I like it, but... So, talking about recording. Mm-hmm. Early Beatles. Yes. Well, I think most Beatles, from what I remember. Like, I remember listening off an album with headphones on. And, and the... You, Everything in your head sounds great. And then you change the speakers from left to right mm-hmm. and, and half the track goes away, right? right? And vice versa. You can still hear it in the back, but they recorded that that way. And it is truly, I mean, you could separate those tracks. Yeah. The vocals usually and the music usually, right? Well, they did that because they didn't have enough tracks. So you, know, you have a left to right channel per track. And right. for a lot of the early recordings, they only had four tra- four tracks. So you have a left and a right channel for tracks one through four. And when you're adding stuff, if you run out of tracks, you either get another recorder and hope they sync properly, which none of them did because they were all analog. Right. right. Or you use those tracks left and right, knowing it's going to be mono, so it doesn't matter. Right. It's going to be played from one speaker, not exactly. two. So that's the reason they did that back then. They were running into technical difficulties. It, that's just so interesting because I remember hearing that. like, this is really weird because I didn't hear that on a lot of other albums. Well, and a lot of the stuff that we hear today <clears throat> isn't the original mix of it. It's going to be either remastered or right. it, uh, a lot of the a lot of the stereo stuff isn't true stereo. It's it's like, there's a name for it, and someone Brian Page is screaming it out right now. <laughs> there's a name for it when they drop. They they can either take something and make it feel like it's stereo when it's not, or they'll take the stereo mix and they'll they'll do this trickery and make it be mono. Only it's not like what you're talking about is true mono, right? But that's not most of the stuff we get that's mono today isn't really mono. Can you have Brian yell a little louder because I cannot hear him? <laughs> By the way, I got a text from Matt Sparkman. Yes, said. Hey, I got, I heard, I got a shout out on uh, greatest song you never heard. And I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, now you know you met him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so much to catch up on here. That's true. That's true. Um, so I love this, this is a gentleman by the name of Bob Gentry. Okay. Uh, this band actually is called Moisture. Okay. So we talk sometimes about why a band didn't make it or why a song isn't popular. It could be the fact they called their band Moisture. If he ever listens to this, I apologize, Bob, but that's one of those words that some people are just just hate the word moist. So it's just down in the social media marketing world and and all just the far hose of new information and you know, Discord comes up and someone says, 
why in the world would you name your company Discord? <laughs> Which is a great question. Yeah. Kind of like, why would you name your bad moisture? Right. For those of us who like the, the word moisture, it doesn't bother me. But there's, there's a lot of people that do not. Oh, so uh, this is a 2003 song. So it has that kind of like Nickelback like production value to it. Uh, and it is uh, one of the songs that I remember hearing from the early days of podcasting. And it got some play on a couple of very prominent podcasts. That's how I first heard this mm. song. But it was one of those songs that I never could remember the guy's name. I never could remember the song title. I couldn't remember anything about it. What's interesting about Bob Gentry is he was uh, he he formed a band in the late 90s called Moisture. They did some stuff together. He decides to move to Hollywood to further his, his career. Mm-hmm. Gets to Hollywood, reforms the band called Moisture. At the time, there was a record label slash website. In, uh, this is when the web was... Web 2.0 was really big. And he decided their band took four songs and uploaded them to a website slash record label called Fan Fan Club? Okay. Uh, Farmclub.com. They also had a corresponding TV show. And the people who were the best bands, it's pretty brilliant if you think about it from a record label standpoint. Yeah. Hey, you might be our next big move. Here's the songs from the people that we found and the expos. And they do a little like, you know, exposés on those people. They uploaded it to there. They actually got a record deal. And within a few months, the record label, which was Interscope, which is a huge major label, decides to turn the whole thing off and and go away. So he loses his opportunity. So he sticks around, continues to write music. He had a song that was on the TV show Bones. He had a song that was on a Hollywood or some kind of a movie soundtrack I'd never heard. Basically gets so frustrated with the industry that he just goes, screw this, moves to Palm Springs and gets another job. I still don't know what he was doing. Just gets a regular job. Wow. Ten years later. I mean, you just you just played a song a couple of weeks ago that somebody is yes. like still working in the tech world. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 10 years later, uh, there is a guy, a record label executive, a small up and coming record label who finds his music and goes, this guy's got talent. I wonder what he's up to today. Wow. And he's not doing anything. He's got some other career. Talks him into coming back and in 2020, I believe it is, recorded a brand new, uh, an EP then went on to record a second EP and now has a full-length album that just came out in 2021. Wow. So Bob Gentry is where wow. you'd find his music. Uh, the weird part is I wanted to play something off of his newer stuff. This is one of those weird songs that you just go, oh, I love that song. I don't like anything else that Bob Gentry's done. And it's not like I dislike it. There's just sure. nothing that caught me. Right. Nothing that I was like really... And I was listening to his new stuff going, he's got to have one just like a banger in there. Right. Nothing. Well, you know, that happens sometimes though. And by the way, there's... 17, 18 years of maturity, life experiences. That's true. Things that change how you write and the reintroduction back into music. I mean, music was far different two decades ago than it is now. That's true. So Bob Gentry, uh, Upside Down is the name of the song from 2003. That's the greatest song for this week that no one's ever heard. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And you always bring some good music to this uh, podcast, which I appreciate. Honestly, I go back and listen to them all the time just to get um, just to hear them again, you know, Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. And again, if you don't know this, go to Spotify and look up the greatest song you never heard playlist Mm -hmm. and you will hear a collection of our songs without, you know, filling Chris Yappin. I think there's one that's not on there, right? There's probably three. Okay. Yeah. They're just not available. Right. So until we can figure out a way of uploading songs on a Spotify, at least for me, <laughs> um, I think we can do that for uh, Apple, but Apple doesn't have 
that we can't share playlists like that. Yeah. So yeah, they have public playlists that you can share, but you can't use the music that you've uploaded oh, to yeah. them and share that. It's just your own collection. Yep. So. so anyway, this is fantastic. And you know, we like conversation outside our little bubble. Yeah. We like conversation on Twitter mm-hmm. at GSYNH podcast. We love conversation on Facebook, which mm-hmm. of course would be the greatest song you never heard. On Facebook. Yes. And then if, you know, you just don't like social because you don't like the crap that's going on, mm. I don't blame you. The greatest song you never heard, dot com. That's right. Did I say that right? Yep. And and Brian Page, for those of you listening, Brian Page actually goes and comments almost every song. So yeah. check out his comments, reply to his comments, and uh, make sure you pay he, attention to what he has to say. He really comments on the songs you pick. <laughs> that's Less because, so on the songs I pick. Well, that's probably because we have some shared history that's and they're true. from a lot of the same era. So. Well, he said something about Billy Preston, so that's true. Yay, me. <laughs> so until next week, thank you for joining us. Chris, awesome song. Thank you. I would call this one of the greatest songs I've never heard up until this point. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. We'll see you next week. Yeah.